You are now listening to the homily of Father Francis Lynch, parish priest of St. Mary's Church in Chislehurst, UK. This service is provided by the Lexio Divina team, part of the LOV Verbum Day Ministry, who invites you all to share this reflection and their love for the Word of God. The Gospel is the good news of salvation for mankind. That salvation is only through Jesus Christ, as Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I'd like to give a special welcome to the LOV Urban Day community and also the uh, Logical Bible Study Ministry and anyone else who happens to be listening. It is by exploring the Word of Christ that we root ourselves in Him, deepen our relationship with Him, and see His presence in our life. We also want to let you know that there is a group of love members who are going through the Catechism using the Catechism in Year podcast from Father Mike Schmitz on WhatsApp. So if you want to join the group and being a part of a community to read the Catechism in an interactive and fun way and supported spiritually by others, click on the link in the description to join our community. Now let's read the Gospel according to John chapter 4 verses 5 to 42 in preparation of today's homily. Jesus came to the Samaritan town called Sichar, near the land that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well is there, and Jesus, tired by the journey, sat straight down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, What? You are a Jew, and you ask me, a Samaritan, for a drink? Jews, in fact, do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus replied, If you only knew what God is offering and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have been the one to ask, and he would have given you living water. You have no bucket, sir, she answered, and the well is deep. How could you get this living water? Are you a greater man than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself with his sons and his cattle? Jesus replied, Whoever drinks this water will get thirsty again, but anyone who drinks the water that I shall give will never be thirsty again. The water that I shall give will turn into a spring inside him, welling up to eternal life. Sir, said the woman, give me some of that water, so that I may never get thirsty and never have to go here again to draw water. Go and call your husband, said Jesus to her, and come back here. The woman answered, I have no husband. He said to her, You are right to say, I have no husband. For although you have had five, the one you have now is not your husband. You spoke the truth there. I see you are a prophet, sir, said the woman. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, while you say that Jerusalem is the place where you ought to worship. Jesus said, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know for salvation comes from the Jews. But the hour will come in fact, it is here already, when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. That is the kind of worshipper the Father wants. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah, that is Christ, is coming, and when he comes he will tell us everything. 
I who am speaking to you, said Jesus, I am he. At this point, his disciples returned and were surprised to find him speaking to a woman, though none of them asked, What do you want from her, or why are you talking to her? The woman put down her water jar and hurried back to the town to tell the people, Come and see a man who has told me everything I ever did. I wonder if he is the Christ. This brought people out of the town, and they started walking towards him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, Rabbi, do have something to eat. But he said, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples asked one another, Has someone been bringing him food? But Jesus said, My food is to do the will of the one who sent me, and to complete his work. Have you not got a saying, Four months and then the harvest? Well, I tell you, look around. You look at the fields. Already they are white, ready for harvest. Already the reaper is being paid his wages. Already he is bringing in the grain for eternal life. And thus sower and reaper rejoice together. For here the proverb holds good. One sows, another reaps. I sent you to reap a harvest you had not worked for. Others worked for it, and you have come into the rewards of their trouble. Many Samaritans of that town had believed in him on the strength of the woman's testimony when she said, He told me all I have ever done. So when the Samaritans came up to him, they begged him to stay with them. He stayed for two days, and when he spoke to them, many more came to believe. And they said to the woman, Now we no longer believe because of what you told us. We have not heard him ourselves, and we know that he really is the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Um, the, <clears throat> our Lord, he comes to the, to the well um, in a Samaritan town called Sychar, and he sits down to the well. This is the well that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. So it's significant already. The disciples are gone, and the Samaritan woman comes up, and she says to him, um, he asks her for some water. He hasn't got a bucket to draw any water from the well. The wells in those days typically would have a rope. Um, sometimes they wouldn't, but you would bring your own bucket and look after the getting of the water yourself. And he asks her for some water. And the Samaritan woman says to him, what, you are a Jew? And you ask me, a Samaritan, for a drink. In fact, Jews do not associate with Samaritans. And in that short, in that short uh, number of words, quite a lot is being said. One is that the Samaritans, as it says, do not associate with Jews or vice versa. They were considered as different parts of the Jewish religion, so different that they didn't want to associate with each other. And it brings us to a truth which is often noted, which is that People who are basically very similar, but differ on a few small things, are often more at odds with each other than those who seem to differ from much bigger things. Um, but we'll leave that to one side for the moment. She says, you are a Jew and you ask me for a drink. It sounds as though, and this could just be the English way of interpreting it, it sounds as though um, she's feeling that he's being con quite condescending to ask her for a drink. And by condescending, I mean that... <clears throat> He is more important, being a Jew, than the Samaritans, who were a, um, a less favoured race, even in that part. Um, so he, being a Jew, is, is being quite good to her, asking her for water. And this sort of reflects the thing that um, even a small act of kindness to someone whom we consider as higher than us, more important, or great in some way, 
is something that most people are quite happy to do. In fact, they're more than happy um, to give some small help to, say, the Prime Minister or the King or the Queen, as she has <clears throat> in, in the past. Um, it's the sort of thing that people would be clamouring to do because they want to help those who are great and above them in some way. So she says, <clears throat> you, are some, you are Jew and you ask me, a Samaritan, for a drink. Jews do not, in fact, associate with Samaritans. So why is this and what, what comes of it? Our Lord said, if you only knew what God is offering and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink. And there are all sorts of things going on here. One is that our Lord realises, our Lord had gone for 40 days and 40 nights without food or water. Um, so he's quite ready to put up with an hour or two without any water. He is offering her the chance to do him a little service. He is offering one of his creatures, some, someone that he had made himself, um, and he's offering her the chance to be helpful to him. And he's also offering her something more. She is going to give him water, and he is going to give her the water of eternal life. She is going to give him a drink he is going to give her grace, which will fill and, and become a spring of living water within her. He is giving, she is giving him um, what is necessary for human life, and he is giving to her what is necessary for eternal life. But it also reminds us that throughout the gospel and throughout Christian history, and it continues today, um, our Lord offers us the chance and indeed commands us um, to take those small steps, the small difficulties, the small inconveniences to ourselves, which will allow us to help in the, in the work of salvation. It's, it's been said many times that <clears throat> um, our Lord, since he ascended into heaven, he left the church as his body on earth um, because the people whom we're working with the communities that we know, these are made of, of human people. They have human needs, they have human desires, they have human aspirations. And we on earth are the um, hands, the feet, the minds, the, the eyes, the ears of our Lord. We can see what needs to be done in the world, both materially and spiritually, and we are called to do that. The woman at the well, was asked directly to give some water to our Lord. We are asked, generally speaking, not quite so directly, to help those people in need around us. And in doing this, we're doing it to our Lord. Our Lord said himself, um, if you did this to one of the least of these brethren of mine, you did it to me. And so whenever we help someone else, um, whether that help is material, by giving them what they need in material ways, or spiritual, giving them counsel, giving them encouragement, giving them love, um, loving the despised and the, and the people who find it most difficult to make human relationships. When we do any of these things, we're doing it for our Lord, we're doing it under his commandment, and we are like the woman at the well, helping our Lord. She helped him in a most obvious and direct way. We are helping him in a way quite as direct but not so obvious and maybe in these last few weeks of Lent we can go out of our way 
to do charitable works of all sorts, moral and material, um, to those in need of our help. And I'll end with a blessing. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lexio Divina team hopes that this homily has helped you to deeply welcome the Word of God and gave you the strength to put the Word into practice where you are. You can send us your prayer intentions by emailing them to us using the following email address, love, L-O-V, underscore, verbum day, V-E-R-B-U-M-D-E-I, at outlook.com. All these prayer intentions will be prayed for in our daily Angelus group call on WhatsApp, and also during our different weekly prayer groups gathered both in person and online. Check our website in the description for days and times. If this homily has enlightened you or touched you in any way, please share it with your relatives, friends, and community on your social media. Have a blessed week.